Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Genesis 18. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand about passing on what you have given to us. We pray that we would be working on and ready to to pass on the good, righteous deeds that you would have us to. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Genesis 18 And Yahweh appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre, and he was sitting in the doorway of the tent at the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, three men were standing near him. And he saw them and ran from the doorway of the tent to meet them. And he bowed down to the ground, and he said, My lord, if I have found favor in your eyes, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest under the tree, and let me bring a piece of bread. Then refresh yourselves. Afterward you can pass on, once you have passed by with your servant. Then they said, Do so as you have said. Then Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah, and he said, Quickly! Make three sears of fine flour for kneading, and make bread cakes. And Abraham ran to the cattle, and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant, and he made haste to prepare it. Then he took curds, and milk, and the calf which he had prepared, and set it before them. And he was standing by them under the tree while they ate. And they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? And he said, Here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you in the spring. And look, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the doorway of the tent, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. The way of women had ceased to be for Sarah. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my husband is old, shall this pleasure be to me? Then Yahweh said to Abraham, What is this that Sarah laughed, saying, Is it indeed true that I will bear a child now that I have grown old? Is anything too difficult for Yahweh? At the appointed time I will return to you in the spring, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh. Because she was afraid, he said, No, but you did laugh. Then the men set out from there, and they looked down upon Sodom. And Abraham went with them to send them on their way. Then Yahweh said, Shall I conceal from Abraham what I am going to do? Abraham will surely become a great and strong nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed on account of him. For I have chosen him, that he will command his children and his household after him, that they will keep the way of Yahweh, to do righteousness and justice, so that Yahweh may bring upon Abraham that which he said to him. Then Yahweh said, Because the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very serious, I will go down, and I will see, have they done all together according to its cry of distress which has come to me? If not, I will know. And the men turned from there and went towards Sodom. And Abraham was still standing before Yahweh. And Abraham drew near to Yahweh and said, Will you also sweep away the righteous with the wicked? If perhaps there are fifty righteous in the midst of the city, 
Will you also sweep them away and not forgive the place on account of the fifty righteous in her midst? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to kill the righteous with the wicked, that the righteous would be as the wicked. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do justice? And Yahweh said, If I find fifty righteous in Sodom in the midst of the city, then I will forgive the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham answered and said, Look, please, I was bold to speak to my Lord, but I am dust and ashes. Perhaps the fifty righteous are lacking five. Will you destroy the whole city on account of the five? And he answered, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. And once again he spoke to him and said, What if forty are found there? And he answered, I will not do it on account of the forty. And he said, Please let not my lord be angry, and I will speak. What if thirty be found there? And he answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Please, now, I was bold to speak to my lord. What if twenty be found there? And he answered, I will not destroy it for the sake of the twenty. And he said, Please, let not my lord be angry, and I will speak only once more. What if ten are found there? And he answered, I will not destroy it for the sake of the ten. Then Yahweh left as he finished speaking to Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Abraham is almost 100 years old, and God is preparing him to raise up the promised son. So God shows up. To Abraham, it looked like three travelers. And Abraham went to meet them and offered them hospitality. He describes what he will give them as a piece of bread, and then runs into the tent and gets some bread baking, a calf slaughtered, and some milk poured out. So Abraham is really preparing a nice meal for his unknown guests. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, it says, Do not neglect hospitality, because through this some have received angels as guests without knowing it. Maybe the Hebrews writer was thinking of this story, or maybe several stories. Then they ask Abraham about Sarah, and tell him that next year she will have a baby. Sarah laughs, which is the same response as Abraham had when he heard it in the last chapter. And it is interesting that God said that he would be named Isaac, which means laughter. When they ask why Sarah laughed, she was afraid and denied laughing. So they head out, and Abraham goes with them a little way down the road. And God decides to tell Abraham what he is about to do. It is written like God is thinking like a human. We know God is far above us, but it does give us some amazing insight that God is training Abraham so that Abraham can train his children and grandchildren. So it is important that Abraham understand God's way of thinking. So God brings up Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham must have known they were wicked cities. Stories would get around. But Abraham also knew that Lot was living there. And Abraham loved Lot. So, God doesn't say outright that he would destroy the cities, but Abraham gets the idea quickly enough. So, two angels go towards Sodom, 
But Abraham keeps talking to God, and Abraham starts to bargain with God. He rightly calls God the judge of all the earth, and he thinks it would be unjust if God destroys 50 righteous people along with the wicked city. So God agrees that if there are 50 righteous people, he will not destroy the city. I'm not sure that Abraham had planned this, but he starts to talk that number lower. Maybe Abraham had the idea that there probably weren't 50 righteous people in the city, so he starts out by just going down to 45. I love the way he argues. Verse 28, Perhaps the 50 righteous are lacking five. Will you destroy the whole city on account of the five? And he is very respectful to God and goes all the way down to 10. And God agrees with everything Abraham asks. God never says no. I think that when Abraham gets to 10, he felt that he had asked for all that he could rightfully ask for. If he went beyond that, he might be asking for something unrighteous. And now for a deeper dive. God came down to Abraham's level to teach Abraham. God knew Sodom and what he would find there. But God is bringing Abraham along on the decision-making process. God didn't need Abraham's advice. God didn't need Abraham to remind God to be righteous in his judgment. But Abraham needed to know that God was righteous in his judgment. We're going to learn in the next chapter that there were not ten righteous. There weren't even five righteous in the city. But God will still have mercy on the few righteous in the city. So God is bringing us along to learn his righteousness. Now, if we are learning God's righteousness, then we should start acting like God and being righteous. And one thing that God does is to teach his righteousness. So what about us? Are we passing on the things that we have learned to others as well? For Abraham, God wants him to pass it on to his children and grandchildren. And that may be the same for us, or there may be other people around us that we can pass it on to. Maybe you've heard that you only really know something when you can teach it to others. So actually, it's a blessing from God when he gives us the opportunity to teach others so we can really learn it ourselves. And now you know the secret of why I'm doing this podcast. I hope you are getting something good out of it, too. I know I am. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.